Must have been a good time of prayer for you guys up here this morning, huh? Wow. Hallelujah. All right, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. And we're going to look at one verse here, uh, verse 27. I got a, got a dandy for you today. We're going to continue to educate. Amen. Amen. Educate you about the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now listen to this. It says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Now go with me to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. Real popular passage. Kind of sets me up real nice here for the message. And it says this, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, today I want to talk about and teach on the topic of dreams and visions. This interest anyone today? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do that because I think it's so important. This is a, a very interesting and fascinating topic in the Word of God. Um, it's important to know uh, because it reveals a couple of important points, all right? Talking about dreams and visions, okay? It reveals that God, our Creator, number one, he desires to communicate with his creation. God loves to communicate with us. That's good news. Amen. Hallelujah. He's always there. Even if your spouse isn't. Hello, somebody. God is always there and he's always willing to communicate with you. Amen. And after all, that's why God created us. In the first place, for meaningful fellowship and communication with Him. That's the first and foremost. That was His entire intent. Amen? Alright? He wasn't just playing spiritual Legos with us. Come on. You know what I mean, right? It wasn't a game to God. He wanted someone He could interact with. There, is that better? Alright? <laughs> and secondly, dreams and visions are a form of communication that God uses to communicate with us. All right. So I'm going to later on here, I'm going to go through some examples in the word of God. And I want to bring up some points that the Holy Spirit showed me. And, and maybe this is this, there's something in here that you never thought about before in connection to visions and dreams. All right. We have any dreamers in here? Any people who, who get visions on a kind of normal basis? Amen. Now listen to this. The word dream appears 87 times in the Old Testament and 8 times in the New Testament. The word vision appears 86 times in the Old Testament and 17 times in the New Testament. God's trying to tell us something here. Amen. See, God has used dreams and visions... To communicate with humans from the very beginning of time. This is nothing new. Amen? 
This has been around from the beginning of time. But the reason it needs to be taught is because of this. We need to become aware and alert of the possibility that God is communicating with us through dreams and visions. Okay? So let's, di- let's distinguish here between a dream and a vision. A dream takes place when you're sleeping. Can you remember that? Okay, there'll be a quiz after. A dream takes place when you're sleeping, and a vision takes place when you are awake or conscious. You're awake, you're not sleeping. Amen? Very simple, all right? Now, dreams are also called night visions or visions of the night. So if dreams and visions are closely connected, the only difference is one you're sleeping, one you're awake. You get it? Both are visions. All right? Now, uh, so there are two kinds of visions. I've talked about this before. Let's go over it again. There are, there's an open vision and a closed vision. All right? An open vision means that you see the vision, the spiritual vision, with your, with your physical eyes. Your eyes are open and God has given you a vision. All right? You're seeing it. You're, I mean, this isn't on the inside. You're seeing it. And then a closed vision means that you're, you're uh, seeing it on the inside in your imagination or in your spirit. You get it? All right. Now, in an open vision with your eyes open, you might be in a trance. You might be in a trance. The Bible talks about that, even the New Testament. So this is not New Age. All right, Paul, Peter, they fell into a trance and they had visions, okay? So this is scriptural, this is biblical, all right? So you might be in a trance where everything around you in the natural realm seems to be shut out and you're hyper aware of the spiritual realm around you, all right? And and you might see only the vision itself because everything might be shut out around you and you might see the vision. Or there may be times... Where you can still see things in the natural realm, but you see the spiritual vision superimposed over what you're seeing in the natural. You get it? Quite often, there's times when I'm ministering in a deliverance session with someone. All of a sudden, I'll see, I'll be looking at the person with my eyes, and I'll see something move around them. Or I'll see a color around them. I'm see, are you getting it? You, you see it, it's super, it's like the spirit realm is superimposed over the natural realm. I'm going deeper today. Is that all right? I, I think it's time we, we let go of our spiritual diapers. I, th- I think it's time we get rid of the spiritual diapers, we get rid of the spiritual bottles, and we learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right? Now, so a closed vision, as I said, It means that you're seeing the vision on the inside in your spirit, in your spirit man, uh, or in your imagination. Your imagination is your spirit man, okay? You think of a pink elephant right now, picture it, boom, you're seeing through your spirit man right now. That's your spirit, all right? Now, so your eyes in in a closed vision, listen, don't get confused about this. Because sometimes your eyes can be opened or closed, really. But basically what a closed vision is, you're not seeing it on the outside. You see it on the inside. Okay? Are you getting it? All right? You may or may not be in a trance-like situation, okay? 
just like me when I'm ministering in my office to someone, right? And, and I'm seeing something go on. The, the Holy Spirit is showing me something in the spirit realm. Quite often, I'll be ministering healing to someone. And all of a sudden, I, I'm looking at the person, and, and I'll, I'll see a flash of light in an area that I need to pray for. Or I'll see in my imagination, as I'm looking at the person, I'll see in my imagination, in my spirit, an outline of the person's body, and I'll see a flash of an organ. Maybe the liver, maybe the, whatever it is, okay? And, and I'll know, that's how, that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to me on that, okay? Many times. But here's what you also got to know about, about dreams and visions, okay? Or visions, especially. You cannot control if you have an open vision or a closed vision. You have no say over it. You're just the receiver, okay? All right, so that, that is as the Holy Spirit wills, not as you will. Okay, so the commonality between both dreams and visions is that they both take place in your spirit, man. All right. All right. In your imagination. The same like again, the same imagination that you use to willingly picture something on the inside is the same movie screen that you receive a vision or a dream. All right. There is no difference. All right. Now, what we've been doing on. Wednesday nights, right after praise and worship, is I'll kind of lead the people. I'll have them close their eyes, and I'll have them picture something. You know, like, hey, you're in a room, blah, 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 blah. Now you open a door, you're out on a beach. What I'm trying to do is get the people sensitive of what they're seeing in their spirit man. Are you following me? All right. So the Wednesday nights have been powerful, by the way, if if you're able to make it out. Um, Now, Here's what you need to understand also. Dreams and visions are spiritual and they have nothing to do with your physical brain. They have nothing to do with your physical brain or physical body. That is how you can be sleeping where your brain's on shutoff mode and you have a dream. Or someone who's in a coma brain dead. And they got brought back to life and they say, I had visions of the Lord. I, man, I felt like the Lord took me up into heaven. Well, they're, they were brain dead, but they're still having these visions. Are you following me? Yeah. So we know then dreams and visions are spiritual and they have nothing to do with your physical organ. All right. Are you getting it? Yeah. Now, oh, I feel a teaching anointing really flowing here right now. Listen to this. Some Christians have more dreams and visions than others. All right. Christians that have more dreams, more visions where they see something and that's primarily how God reveals things to them. They are referred to as seers. You ever heard that before? Ah, someone did. That's, you know, you're referred to. You're more of a seer. Now, what's the op? What's the other side of the coin? There's seers and then there's feelers. There's seers where you see something. All right, you're, you're having visions on the inside or whatever. Or there's some Christians that they, they feel it. They just feel like something. Eh, they'll just know something. They'll feel it. Are you getting it? Yeah. So you, what are you primarily, a feeler or a seer? Okay, that's just kind of, I'm, I'm giving you food for thought to think about there so you can be more in tune with how the Holy Spirit deals with you and speaks to you about these things. All right, now, um, so seers see something on the inside more than they hear 
All right, more than they sense or feel things. But listen to this. So every Christian has the ability to see and feel, uh, but but one will usually stand out more than the other. Okay, you understand? So I'm not saying that you got to be one or the other, but one just stands out more than the other. Okay. Uh, now you need to understand this. Just because you may operate more as a seer does not mean that you're a prophet. Mm, I just broke some people's hearts. I just broke someone's heart. I just know it. They, they don't like to hear that. Just because you might be a seer and you operate that doesn't necessarily mean you operate in the ministry gift of a prophet, okay? The ministry gift of a prophet is this. It's seeing and feeling on spiritual steroids, baby. I mean, it's more on a regular basis. Are you getting it? Okay. That's why people who operate in the ministry gift of a prophet... Man, when they come into a place, they sense that atmosphere. They know something. Oh, man, they can know. Oh, there's a devil over there. We got to get rid of that. You see, it, it's spiritual steroids, if you will. You kind of get that, right? But today I'm strictly dealing with how God communicates with you personally. Now, I'm not talking about the office of a prophet. I'm, I'm talking about a Christian in general, okay? Now, Let's continue on. Nice and methodical here. Ready? Line upon line, precept upon precept. There are three sources of dreams and visions. When you have a dream or a vision, there are three possible sources that these things are coming from. The first source is the kingdom of God. All right? The second source is the kingdom of darkness. And the third source is your own thoughts. What's stirring around in your own heart. Okay? Now, when it's from you, it will be more about the activities that have been flooding your life, that's been flooding your soul. You, you get what I'm saying? All right, when it's you, because here's what the verse that talks about that it could be you. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3, the first part. It says, for a dream comes through much activity. For a dream comes through much activity. Or in other words, whatever is the abundance of your heart or through the busyness of your life. Okay? So just keep in mind that not every dream and vision is from the Lord. Or it might not even be from the enemy. It might just be from you. From the horrible anchovies you ate last night on that pizza. Right? Alright? So, now if you don't know where it's from, you have a dream, you have a vision. If you don't know where it's from, what you got to do is just take that thing and put it on the shelf and move on with life. So many people, they'll have a vision or a dream and they're just stuck in it and they're not doing anything. They're stuck right there. Listen, if you don't know, put it on the shelf and pray about it. And when the time is right for the Holy Ghost to bring it back to your remembrance and give you understanding, it'll come. Just keep moving forward. Amen. Onward Christian soldier, as it's, as it's said. Amen? So, because dreams and visions are both forms of spiritual communication, spiritual beings, listen to me, from both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness have the ability to communicate with you that way. <laughs> it's not always God. Are you following me? It's not always God. It's spiritual communication. Go with me. What is going on here? 
You tapping a microphone back there? I'm just kidding. Okay, now, Job 33. Go with me there. Yes, I said Job. Job 33, <laughs> verses uh, 14 through 18. So remember, sp- say spiritual communication. You've got to know that. Because in the spirit realm, there's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. It's spiritual communication, and you've got to be able to decipher who it is that was speaking to you from the spirit realm if it's not you. Amen? Now look at Job 33, 14 through 18. It says, For God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. This is interesting, isn't it? In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man, he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. This is chock full of uh, important information for us. So, in, so interesting. Now, when I say uh, that God is speaking to you, don't think in terms of the natural realm. Don't think in terms of being verbally, of verbally spoken words. All right? You must think in terms of the spirit realm. But we as Christians are, or, or, yeah, Christians, really, we are so addicted to the natural realm. We got to hear something that we're dull and deaf spiritually. Are you following me? All right. So, because God is a spirit, he communicates with us spirit to spirit. All right. Now, there can be verbal communication where you hear words on the inside in your spirit. And really, heck, God is God. If he wants to speak verbally to you, he will. Are you following me? He created us. He can do whatever he wants. But I'm saying primarily he's going to speak to your spirit man. Okay? All right. Um, So there is also, so there's verbal communication where you'll hear something on the inside. But then there's also, this is what people don't think about, what Christians don't think about. There is nonverbal communication which includes visions and dreams and the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. Now, the inward witness is talking about being led by peace or a lack of peace in your spirit. Remember, we talk about that all the time. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, the word says. Know what that word rule means? Umpire. Let the peace of God umpire in your heart. If you don't have peace about something, don't do it. Let that umpire of the lack of peace say, you're out of there. We're not going there because I don't have peace about it. Oh, that's going to help someone, I'm telling you. But today I'm zooming in on the nonverbal communication of visions and dreams. Y'all with me still? All right. So many Christians are waiting to hear the still small voice. While in the meantime, they're not, as this verse said in Job, They're not perceiving or paying attention to the nonverbal communication that the Holy Spirit and the angels of God are trying to convey to them. 
I said even the angels. Now, we don't seek a message from angels, but God may use an angel. That's up to Him. We seek Him. Amen? But many Christians aren't even thinking about that nonverbal aspect of communication with the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God. Sometimes, listen to this. Sometimes you will see, here I'm talking about nonverbal communication with the Holy Ghost, all right? Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you a picture of something in your imagination. It might be a still picture of something. Sometimes he might give you almost like a video type of a picture where there's animation to it. You ever had that before? Where you see something and you see like, like as if you're sitting in front of a TV and you're watching a video play out. So it could be a still picture. We're breaking this down. Are you, come on now. There could be a still picture or it could be an animation that the Holy Spirit's trying to show you. You might even, with the animation, be able to hear a sound with your spiritual ears as you watch that video in your imagination or spirit man. All right? Uh, You see, what I'm trying to do in this message is I'm trying to expand your knowledge and awareness of of how the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to you. Amen? If the vision is from a source other than you, Let me say it again. If the vision is from a source other than you, you have no control over playing out that vision or dream on the inside of you. You're simply a receiver of it. That's a mouthful, but you've got to get this. You've got to get this. Let me say it one more time. If a vision, and I'll say a dream as well, is from a source other than yourself, You have no control over the playing out of that vision on the inside. In other words, if you're going to picture something in your imagination, you usually have control of what you're seeing. You understand what I'm saying? You can kind of play it out, all the details in your imagination. But if if it's not from you, you will have no control over that. And this is why, as Josette was saying earlier, if someone comes to your, to your mind, to your imagination, you weren't even thinking of that person. You had no remembrance, and all of a sudden you see a flash of a picture of that person. It's not you. It's the Holy Ghost trying to tell you something. Okay? Man, I wish I had this when I was younger. I wish I had this kind of spiritual education teaching when I was younger. It it, it could have saved me from a lot of junk. Amen. So you're just a receiver of it. If if the spirit realm from the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness, if they're giving you something, you're just receiving it. You have no control over the playing out of it. In, In an example of that is, just like if you are walking through a park, right? And you're hearing kids yelling and screaming and playing. You're hearing dogs barking. Guess what? You can't control any of that. You're just hearing it. You get it? And that's the same way in the realm of the spirit. The same is true about your spirit in the spirit realm. You are simply a receiver of what's going on around you in the spirit realm. All right? That is why, oh, listen to this. you got to get this. This was a, a powerful revelation. 
How can I back that up in the Word of God? That is why the Word of God tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or the Word of God. I want you to notice the Bible didn't say anything. The Word of God didn't say that you can stop the thought from coming. He said once you received it, now you got to judge it and then cast it down. Did you follow that? Even Jesus himself couldn't stop the, the enemy from throwing temptation into his mind. Come on, somebody. So you're a receiver. Not everything that comes into your thought life is from the kingdom of God. That's why the word of God says that we are to judge these imaginations. Judge these thoughts that are coming in. You Again. You can't stop it. A lot of people will get condemned because the enemy comes along and he'll throw in a dirty thought in your mind. He'll throw in an evil thought in your mind. And you start to think, why am I thinking of this? Uh, and you start to feel condemned. You, it wasn't from you. You were simply a receiver that the enemy threw into your thought life. Now he's hoping that you take hold of that thought and make it yours. What? How, how much time do we have to cast down an imagination? 17 seconds. There's been a scientific study of when a thought comes or a picture in your mind comes, you have 17 seconds to do what the Bible calls casting that imagination down. Judging it. If you're, whole, if you're meditating on that thought more than 17 seconds, you've taken hold of it. And that's what, in the longer you take hold of it, that's when it can turn into a stronghold. Are you getting it? So I'm setting someone free here today because you've been, you're, you're in bondage thinking, man, I'm, you know, I'm a pervert. Man, I'm thinking about things I shouldn't be thinking. Why is it? Why am I doing this? You're not. You're a receiver. Now, if you have demonic spirits and need deliverance, now the, the attacks aren't coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside to you. Are you following me? Oh, my, my, my. So, again, I want you to notice you couldn't stop the thought or that picture from entering your, your imagination or thought life. But you are told once you receive it you, and determine that it's evil and wrong, you are to cast it down. You, and you can only cast something down that you caught or received. If I, throw, if I say to you, throw, throw the baseball down, you're going to be like, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? I don't have a baseball. Oh, okay. Catch it. She catches it. Throw the baseball down. Oh, okay. You can only cast down what you received. Does that make sense? We are spiritual receivers. We are receivers in the spiritual realm. Now, I'm only talking about the receiving end here, but don't kid yourself. We're not just a transceiver or a receiver. We also are a transceiver. We can release the power of God in the spirit realm. Amen. That's for another message. But, but again, so this is meant to make you more conscious and be more sensitive to what's going on. Someone got set free by that. Because you're thinking it's just your thoughts. No, no, no. You're, you're just a receiver. And be careful who you're hanging around. Ah, oh, come on, somebody. Be careful what you're watching on TV. 
Be careful what you're listening to because it affects the whole atmosphere around you. Amen? Listen to this. The Holy Spirit said this. He said, you will never see that which you are not aware of, that which you are not seeking for or looking for. I want you to start being more sensitive and paying attention to what's going on on the inside in your spirit. Many times we are passing up warnings. Holly gave a powerful example of that. And my goodness, that's, uh, I mean, that, that's so, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is the Holy Spirit speaking to all of us today. Amen. He really is. All right. Um, but. So many times we're passing up warnings, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, because we are expecting to God to speak in one way only, okay? Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, the King James says that God would, or the Holy Spirit would show us things to come. He will show us. So Jesus was almost setting the tone and saying, you know what? It's not necessarily going to be words that the Holy Spirit's given you, but he's going to give you visions and dreams. He's showing it to you. Amen? So the key to seeing clearly with your spiritual eyes is awareness, an expectation, a focus, okay? Uh, without those three things active in your walk with God, you will miss very important points of communication with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So what, what I mean is, I, I like to say it this way. You need to lean in to God. You need to, you need to lean in. You know when you're trying to hear someone and, and they're talking kind of low and you can't really hear what they're saying. But, but, but you kind of lean in. You're, you're, you're ready. You're, you're kind of armed and ready to hear what they're saying. You've got to be leaning into God, if you understand what I mean by that then, right? So recently, I, I talked about this on, on Wednesday. Recently, I was praying in the sanctuary, and I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, open my spiritual eyes and train me, teach me how to see in the Spirit, okay? And immediately, I saw a train. And at first, I, I, I briefly just saw the colors of gray, navy, blue, and yellow. It was, just, it was just kind of a blur. I saw a train just in general. And then the Holy Spirit, listen to me, the Holy Spirit then instructed me to concentrate and to focus more on that vision on the inside. And, and when I did, listen, when I did, when I began to see the train in sharper detail on the inside in my, in my imagination. I saw the letters CXS, which there is a train company, CSX. And then I noticed the surroundings in great detail, the green grass, the mountains in the background, okay? And, and the more I desired to see more and focused and concentrated on, on, on paying attention on the inside, on that vision, the more details I began to see. Are you following me? And then the Holy Spirit, get this. And then the Holy Spirit said, search online a train. He said, put train in in a certain um, uh, city in Oregon. And I did that. And the picture I seen on the inside was there on the, on the search screen. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit's not the teacher. Don't tell me he's not willing to teach you spiritual things. You just got to ask him. You got to be open. Amen? Well, you know, sometimes I found this way. Being a flight instructor... Sometimes learning's not always up to the teacher. You want to know what's even more important sometimes? Asking the right questions. 
I mastered that when I was learning to fly. Because an instructor, he, he's going to teach you things, but when you ask a question, he draws more out. You're pulling it out of him. Are you following me? I mastered it. I would ask things, and even the instructor would be like, wow, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. In other words, he wouldn't have covered it if I didn't ask. Oh, come on. That's why desire is powerful. There's got to be a a meekness, a a desire to learn from the Holy Spirit. It's no different than any other teacher in a classroom. If you're interested in desire to learn, you're going to pull the very best out. Right, guys? But if you're going to be an idiot... then you'll get treated like an idiot. Are you following me? So sometimes the best thing to do is ask questions. Ask the Holy Spirit questions and wait for an answer. Expect Him to respond. Amen? Woo! Man, I feel good up in here today. Now, When I talk about dreams from either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness, opposed to dreams, uh, you know, visions, let's just say as well, from your own spirit, visions and dreams that you receive from the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God, they will be more impactful and you will remember details about it. Now, (laughs) Marianne and I, she's, she's a dreamer. I mean, she has dreams all the time. So, so when I wake up, one of the first things I say is, hey, do you have, a, have any dreams last night? She'll be like, yep. I said, what were they? Well, you know, sometimes she'll have an answer, but many times she'll be like, I don't know. Then she'll be like, hey, did you dream? Yep, I sure did. Do you remember? Nope, no clue. <laughs> Here's the thing. So when you dream and you have no clue, it's not from, it's not from the spirit realm. It's from you. So if you had a dream and you can't remember it, who cares? Move on with life. Because it wasn't from the wasn't from God anyways, Amen. Now, the kingdom of darkness, when they give you a dream or a vision, they're trying to impact you with fear. They're trying to get, put doubt on you. They're trying to throw discouragement, unbelief, and other negative emotions. But the kingdom of God is trying to prepare you. He's trying to warn you. He's trying to pass on knowledge or wisdom to you about your life or about a specific situation or someone else that you're in contact with. Are you following me? If you don't remember it, it's, it's not important. Move on with life. Now, now, I say the kingdom of God in general because it could be the Holy Spirit giving you the dream or an angel or a ministering spirit trying to communicate with you. Very, that's, like I said earlier, that's very biblical. Angels entered dreams and gave messages, right? Again, we, you have no control over that. That's up to God how he wants to do it. Amen? All right. So Job 33, uh, Job 33, 15 through 18 reveals to us that God opens our spiritual ears when we are sleeping to pass on instructions that will benefit us and protect us. Now, dreams are powerful, all right? Dreams are so powerful because, like I said earlier, our brain is shut off in sleep mode. Right? And God, you could say it this way. Oh, I like this. God has our complete attention 
when we're sleeping. There's a chance you might pass up a vision because you're not focusing. But dream, nope, he's got you. He's got you. You're laying down, your brain is on shut-off mode, and he has your full attention. Amen? Many Christians are so busy when awake and not maintaining a spiritual mindset, they're not paying attention to what's going on on the inside. So again, you might miss a vision, but a dream, no. Now, here's the thing. God might want to speak to you in a vision and not a dream. Why? So you'll dig for that treasure. He's trying to draw you closer to him. I don't know if you know this or not, but God doesn't always want to make things super easy for you. You know, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to feed into your spiritual laziness. Oh, come on. He, he will. He'll try. He'll give you a thousand visions and you'll just keep passing them up until one day it's like, okay, okay, what is this? What is this, Lord? And God says, finally, I have your attention now. Finally. I thought you were just going to let this thing go to waste, right? So throughout the day, slow down for a few minutes. Uh, shift your focus on the Lord. Speak a, a Bible verse or two. Uh, think about it for a few minutes. Let it rumble. Let it roll around in your heart a little bit. And when you feel your mindset shift to a spiritual mindset, meaning that you're focused on the Lord, you're focused on the word of God, do what I call this. Ready? I call it this. Scan your spirit. Scan your spirit. Maybe another spiritual way to say it. Search your heart. Now, what do I mean? By that, it means to allow your awareness, allow your focus to shift from the natural realm outside of you to focusing on the inside. Are you getting it? Scan your spirit. Feel almost as if you're walking around inside of your own spirit. I, that, that's the only way. It's hard to put some spiritual things into words. And I'm just going to say this if you get it. Some things are, are caught, not necessarily taught. You get it, right? You might not understand it up here right now, but one day you'll get it. You'll be at home and you'll be like, oh, that's what Pastor James meant. You get it? So feel almost as if you're, you're, you close out the outside. Even close your eyes. Man, that noise is bugging me. No. It's throwing me off. No. Um, but f- almost close your eyes and it almost feels like you go down into an elevator in your spirit, man. You know, your spirit, man, is down in your belly area. Did you know that? So almost, picture in your imagination, you're stepping into an elevator, and you you push the down button. You want to go into your spirit, man. Oh, my, my, my. Listen to me. And, And you open a door. You get out of that elevator, and you open a door. And it's a room with one seat in a big screen movie theater. You see where I'm going? And you sit down in that seat. And now you become aware and conscious of the thoughts, the pictures that are flowing in your spirit man, in your imagination. And even when you sit down in that chair in your imagination, in your spirit, even tell the Holy Spirit, even say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready. I'm paying attention right now. I'm paying attention. 
Basically, scanning or searching your spirit means that you're willingly aware and focusing on what's taking place in your spirit. I can't tell you how many times when I'm ministering. I'll tell you right now, I could walk up probably to any person right now, and I can do what I just said, and I'll come up with a word of knowledge for you. It's it's happened many times. Now, and I guarantee you, you guys could probably do the same thing. It's just you're not sensitive to your spirit man you're not paying attention the holy ghost by the way lives in your spirit man if you're born again you get it he's down there so and so when you're scanning your spirit you're on high alert spiritually speaking look at proverbs chapter 2 real quick here proverbs see i'm giving you some practical things to do i love when i can give little spiritual exercises that's going to kind of get christians more in tune amen so when you're doing this scanning your spirit or searching your heart, you're putting Proverbs 2, 3 through 6 into action, all right? Proverbs 2, 3 through 6. Some of you are like, I just wanted to hear a Jesus loves me message today. Well, okay, here it is. Jesus loves you. Now let's get on to the deeper things of God's, all right? Jesus wants you to be led by the Holy Ghost, amen? Or else we're no good on this earth if we're not led by the Holy Ghost. Look at this. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. You got to search for it, baby. God does not like spiritual laziness. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Amen? Many times we're just waiting at that door, not saying anything, not knocking, and we're expecting God to do something. Well, guess what? You're going to wait your whole life. You're going to live and die, and you're not going to find what you're looking for unless there is an effort being put toward it, a desire. Many times, listen to this now. I'm almost done. Stick with me. Many times a recurring dream. Anybody ever have a recurring dream? Okay. Me too. Many times a recurring dream is the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention to tell you something or to, here it is, emotionally heal you of something from your past. Oh my, I just felt a wave of the anointing. And he might be trying to reveal and warn you about, listen to this, this is what he told me. He said he might be trying to reveal or warn you about a weakness in your life that could harm you or hold you back from the perfect will of God in your life. Say recurring dream. Remember, Proverbs 20, verse 27, what we read says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his or her heart. All right? So a recurring dream could be the result of the Holy Spirit digging deep into your heart to reveal a bondage, a weakness, or an emotional wound that you need healing from from your past. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Listen, dreams and visions, you got to know this about them. Dreams and visions can be clear-cut communication for exactly what you need to to do or what's going to happen. Or, more times than not, 
Or they can be symbols or more vague to where you need to seek the Lord for an answer. Or seek the counsel of another Christian to help you interpret it. Are you following me? Oh, this is so good. I'm, I'm telling you, this is a game changer right here. We could pack it up and go home right now. I mean, this is, this is it. This is where it's at, being led by the Holy Ghost. This is where your success is at. This is where your healing is at. Amen. Now let's take a, a quick look at some examples here, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close her out here. Genesis 46. Go there with me. Genesis 46. I wish the whole region was sitting in here listening to this message right now. Amen. This church should be packed out with what the Holy Spirit's doing in here. Amen. It's going to be. Amen. Come on now. Genesis 46, 1 through 4. Listen to this. So Israel, Jacob, so Israel or Jacob took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to God and of his father Isaac. Then God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night, a dream, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. And so he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not fear to go down to Egypt, for I will make of you a great nation there. I will go, go down with you to Egypt, and I will also surely bring you up again. And Joseph will put... His hand on your eyes. Now, notice it. There it is. There's the scriptural. A dream is a vision of the night. This was a dream. Now, I want you to notice something so important about this. I want you to notice that God was calling Jacob's name. And Jacob said, here I am. Did you catch it? Spirit to spirit communication. The brain had no part in it. He was sleeping. Yet, Jacob, Israel, was having a, a, a conversation with God. Oh, come on. Jacob, Jacob. And you're, in, you're sleeping. And you know, here I am, God, just having a good... Why? You listen, you're a spirit being. You are a spirit being. Do you know that? So when you're sleeping, your spirit man's still picking up things in the realm of the spirit. So there was that communication going on. So again, like I said, just more evidence that it's spirit-to-spirit communication. Our spirit does not shut off when we sleep. All right? Now, go to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. I might even put this into book form someday. I, th- I mean, this is so important. So important. Now, Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And getting there. Talk amongst yourself. Okay, never mind. I'm there. Now, <clears throat> listen to this. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. 
And on the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year uh, of the king Jehoiachin's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of uh, Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar. And the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north. A great cloud was raging fire engulfing itself. And brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. And also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of man. And then it goes on to explain it. But this now was what would be called an open vision. His eyes were open and he seen this vision with his eyes open. Are you getting it? He was seeing it with his physical eyes. Whether and, and probably he was he was seeing the natural realm and he was seeing a superimposed of the spirit realm over the natural realm. Okay? So, by the way, this this vision that Ezekiel had, and he had many of them through the book of Ezekiel. I mean, Ezekiel, powerful. You read it, just read it, it's powerful. But the vision that I always talk about that I had in 2007 in Big Rapids, it was an open vision, just like what Ezekiel had. All right, this. So when I read, I'm like, my goodness, Lord, this is the vision you gave me. All right, and it was an open vision. I seen it, my eyes were open, and it was superimposed over the natural realm. Now, go to my, my final one is Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, and and, uh, starting with verse 1, we're going to, I'm not going to tell you, you'll see. Now, (laughs) then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him uh, to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any any who were uh, of the way, a Christian, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And he, and as, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone round about him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. But then led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. So, Saul here was in a fasting mode, you could say. Alright, right? Now, there was a, verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision. And he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. And uh, for behold, he is praying, and a vision, and in a vision, catch this, 
He's seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Now, this vision that Saul got of Ananias coming in was a closed vision. How do we know this? Because he was blind. How do you know, Pastor Jeff? Because he was blind. Ananias was the one going to come in, pray for him, for his eyes to be open. So here we see it was a closed vision. So there, you got a dream, you got an open vision, and you got a closed vision there. Amen? Now, and as I close here, I want to just briefly mention three things. I want to give you three filters that we need to run our dreams and visions through to make sure we don't get led astray. Because there's many things, I'm telling you right now, there's things that people are grabbing onto, and I'm seeing it on Facebook. They're giving into imaginations that are not from God. Are you following me? Here we go. The, the enemy's going to try to masquerade as an angel of light. So we need, we need some safeguards, amen? The first test that we must run through in our dream run our dreams and visions through is the filter number one of god's word simple yeah important you better believe it if something in your dream or vision contradicts the foundational truth of god's word it's either from the kingdom of darkness or from your unrenewed soul get rid of it it must pass the word of god test amen the second that we must run our dreams and visions through is the filter of prayer. Ask your heavenly father for help. Engage his help. Engage the help of the Holy Spirit by prayer. Get the Holy Spirit involved by giving you clarity and understanding, by giving him that invitation. Meditate on that dream or vision. And as you meditate on it, the Holy Spirit will give further understanding. Amen? Peter, when he had a vision, it said, as Peter was thinking upon the vision, that's when the Holy Spirit spoke and gave him more understanding. You get it? So, if it's not from him, he will reveal it to you. Amen? But you have to ask him. Again, ask. Ask the right questions. Amen? When we're praying and tuned into him, uh, it, it puts us in a spiritual mindset so we'll be aware of his leading and guiding us into all truth. Amen? We don't follow our own will. We follow his will. Amen? Now, here's the thing. It leads me into my last and final point for this message. The Holy Spirit might say, go and talk to this person about this dream or vision. So the last test that we must run our dreams and vision through is the filter of another spiritual counselor, leader, or another spiritual Christian that you trust has proven fruit and a proven record of hearing from the Lord. Are you following me? Did you hear all of those? All right. Don't, don't run to your bestie who you know it doesn't have that great of a track record. Are you following me? This ain't the good old boys or the good old girl club. This is serious stuff. You go to someone that you trust, amen, and that has that proven track record. And the Word of God says this, there is safety in the multitude of counselors. Amen? Uh, that, that, now, I, I want to say this. That was my third point, but, I, but 
I do got to stick this in. That last point of, of going to someone can be avoided if the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you to tell anyone else. The Holy Spirit might just want to deal with you on that thing. Are you getting it? So the first two points, though, cannot be avoided. Okay? The word and prayer. Always run them through the word, the filter of the word, the filter of prayer. Amen? So, church, I want you to, to encourage you to press in for more. Ask your Heavenly Father for dreams and visions. Have you done that yet? Just ask Him. Heavenly Father, I want more dreams. I want more visions. I want to be more in tune with you. And always keep in mind, when seeking God, when seeking more spiritual experiences from the kingdom of God, don't ever forget this. I want to close it on this line right here. It is His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Wow. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Prayer team, come on up. Praise God. Father, I thank you for what you have done here today. I pray that everything that was taught would stick in the spirit of the hearers. Hallelujah. Now, maybe there's someone in this place. You're listening to this, and it's just kind of like Chinese to you, right? Because you're not born again. And you're like, wow, this stuff, this is amazing. And, and you're having a revelation that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. He died on a cross for you. He shed his blood for you, for your sins to be washed away and for you to go to heaven for eternity when you take your last breath on this earth. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to come down and pray with one of our prayer team members. Let's get a new birthday for you, the born again experience you might not understand it all and i'm going to say you don't you won't understand it all but take that first step and make jesus christ the lord of your life and that's when the holy spirit comes in and he will lead you and guide you into all truth amen maybe there's someone in here you're backslidden you're falling away from god you're like you know everything you talked about i used to be in that place i used to be so sensitive to the holy spirit i used to a dream and have visions and, and feel that intimacy, but I don't any longer because I strayed from him. If that's you and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, come on down and, and pray with one of our mem- prayer team members and just rededicate your life to the Lord today. Do it with somebody. Just, just don't do it to yourself. Do it with somebody. It'll be more meaningful. Amen? Tell someone you're willing to do that. Now, maybe you never received the Holy Spirit baptism with speaking in other tongues. If you would like to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, come and pray with one of our prayer team members. If you need prayer for anything else, um, we will stay as long as we need. Amen. What a great day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. So here's what we're going to do. The pizza is probably going to be downstairs shortly. So we're going to just take maybe a quick, whatever, half hour once the pizza's arrived and we're going to eat. Then we're going to go. It's not here yet, right, Chris? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) So uh, carry on. No. uh, So anyway, so we'll eat and then we'll probably come back up into the sanctuary and have our quick little volunteers meeting. So everybody, thank you for coming. If you're a visitor today, you had the living waters experience. Come on back and invite friends. Amen. God bless you all. I'll be in the back shaking some hands. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. 
Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.